Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Guys in a Mic. I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. And this is, I'm sorry. The two Guys in a Mic. <laughs> Thanks for ruining that one for me. <laughs> we have some, uh, some uh, an interesting... Very hot topic. Yes. It, uh, today. it didn't turn out, uh, it didn't start out as a hot topic, but um, it's really picking up steam. Uh, we're talking about Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, as far as uh, being part of that religion or those who have left that religion, uh, some people call it a cult. And we have a uh, caller on the line. Her name is Julie. Hi, Julie. Oh, it's Julie. Hi, can you hear me? We also have someone else on the line. Who else are we talking oh. to in, in um, Michigan? No. Hello? Okay. You called into a Oh, did I call? <laughs> yes hello? whoever has hello yeah are you uh from michigan yeah <laughs> Hi. i thought i was just listening in, uh, in. i'm sorry <laughs> we have someone else from maryland okay and who who are we talking to uh we have julie we have uh who's uh from first, michigan your first name from michigan joy 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 nice joy. to meet you joy and, no, no, and no. Maryland. Oh, Joyce. Joyce. Nice to meet you, Joyce. Uh, Maryland, who we got? Yeah. Your first name only? Sharon. Say that again. Sharon? Sharon. Yes. Sharon. Sharon. Well, Sharon. I don't have the greatest of ears. So, <laughs> um, first of all, uh, I want everyone to, I want to introduce Julie to you. Uh, she has a, a website. Uh, what's your website name, Julie? Uh, can you hear me? First of all, I wasn't sure if I was in here. <laughs> yes, we can hear you. Okay. Okay. Hi, Julie from Wisconsin, and it's actually Christy Darlington's website um, uh, for Jehovah. Um, if you go to forjehovah.org, and um, I am one of several on there, and so I, I, I think that's how we know each other. I can't remember how we know each other, but I think maybe you had sent out a. Uh, something to that ministry uh, telling them about two guys in a mic. It was some time ago, but um, uh-huh. yeah. So forjehovah.org and it 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 reaches um, people that are you know they're dealing with a relative or a friend who's been involved with Jehovah's Witnesses. So it's help going out to them, but also um, ex Jehovah's Witnesses who aren't sure how to move forward. Um, there's a lot of information on the website. So yeah. Very interesting. Now, uh, Sharon from Maryland, is that correct? Yes. Now, yes, are you a uh, are you a Jehovah's Witness now or an ex Jehovah's Witness? I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. Okay. I've, and how long were you in there? I have been a witness for 32 years. Uh, I left in 2013. Okay. Um, can I ask you why? Why did you leave? I left because uh, my son, who was a ministerial servant, um, had been studying on his own. And then he came to me and uh, with scriptures, and he was saying things that didn't uh, go along with the watchtower. And so I started doing my own research, and I found out that 
that they had been lying to us. And there was a lot of doctrine that was not correct. Okay. Um, I agree with you also. I'm an ex-Jehovah's Witness also. Um, oh, okay. Born and raised. Born and raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, age uh, 19, I had uh, gotten out of the religion. And then uh, many years later, went back in. And uh, the the wife who I was married to at the time had she was a, a born again Christian, and I started uh, doing my own research, also, mm-hmm. and started saying, "Hey, wait a minute, this is not lining up." And, right, uh, that's exactly. How, that's that's what I got out for. Um, also, we have a, a caller from Michigan. Uh, hmm. Can you state your first name again? Joyce. Joyce. Joyce, are you an ex-Jehovah's Witness also? Uh, yes, I was born and raised. I um, left born 31 in- years ago. Okay. And uh, let me ask all you ladies, has your life been better ever since leaving uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses? Without question. <laughs> without question, I know exactly what you're saying. I, um, The one thing that I... I had the worst trouble with as a Jehovah's Witness was uh, um, I was never good enough. Never. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, you felt like you're you're depressed if you're not going out in field service enough, um, if your talks weren't great, you know, and and you got judged right there on stage. You know, um, it it was just, just an incredible feeling. Well, one of the, the scriptures time. that I want to bring out, what's that? The first time I it's... found out that I was a child of God, I just cried. And I I love Nicodemus. I hope someday I, I can meet him. Because that conversation between him and Jesus an, meant so much Just an so incredible feeling. It is. Before... I am a Go child ahead. of God. I I can be uh be part of that that adoption and that I can be born again. It's not just the hundred and forty four thousand. Exactly. It, it applies to me. Now, now before before uh, uh Dan decides to read the scripture, I must want to let everybody know that I am an atheist. And, um, of course, Dan's a Christian, so it's kind of like two points of view. But I have found my life, uh, coming from a Southern Baptist background, um, I found that my life has been a lot better, uh, purer, cleaner, uh, ever since I've gotten away from religion. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not judging anybody, but um, it just seems to me like going from one what they call them, a faithful and discreet slave. Yes. Going from mm-hmm. that to being another slave for, you know, for somebody else, it just doesn't, I just can't grasp it mentally. You know what I mean? Well, well I understand anyways, the script- that. I understand okay. that. And that's why when I left, I swore I would never belong to another religion. And I don't. I don't okay. belong to a religion. And when the church said, they talked about membership, and I stood up and I said, "If you, if you have membership in this church, I'm leaving." 
because I mm-hmm. I will not belong to a church that has um, their own rules and stuff. I, uh-uh. I, I want to live by the Bible, and that's it. Right. Um, one of the things that uh, you, you were all taught, including myself, as a Jehovah's Witness, is uh, there's a scripture in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, I want to read real quick. It says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly mm-hmm. they are ravenous wolves. Remember, uh, yeah. we were taught as a Jehovah's Witness that any other religion but the Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witness was the uh, um, the ravenous wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After yeah. leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses and doing my own research, and I, I had uh, been member of a couple of churches, uh, evangelical. I came to the realization that that false prophet prophet was the Jehovah's Witnesses themselves. Mm-hmm. Enlightening, isn't it? And very enlightening. Now, Julie. First of all, Julie, what are, are you a non-denominational Christian or Lutheran or what? What? Do, no, just born again Christ- Christian. I I've never joined a church. I I like to attend several different fellowships actually. Uh, so mm-hmm. I believe in fellowship, but I will never join a church. I don't see it as biblical to tell you the truth. Um, I you know fine if right. somebody else feels the need. I just feel the need for Christian fellowship, definitely, and I think it takes place exactly. in a lot of different ways. Uh, it it does take place in a Sunday morning building, but it also takes place on the internet, by phone, just getting together with other friends. Because you know, just like anything else, you want to be around some people that get you, that that understand what's important to you, what what your values are. Not that, and what's different with that, you know, when you're a Jehovah's Witness, you can only have Jehovah's Witness friends. Well, exactly. you know, when you're a Christian, of course you have mm-hmm. friends that may differ in their values and, and what their, you know, faith or non-faith is. But um, all I see is, you know, the church, we just simply become the church when we become believers. And, of course, we're going to crave fellowship with other Christians. You know? w- would so, would yeah, you I'm fellowship, would you, <clears throat> would you fellowship with non-believers? Absolutely. I Absolutely. <laughs> My husband's an That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, uh, Joyce, um, yes. are you, uh, are you, uh, what kind of, uh, what denomination would you be? Well, let's see. I joined the Lutheran church for a little while and was nothing for the longest, longest time. And Good for you. And my started going to Catholic schools and we um, got a, got a um, discount for becoming members at the school. Uh, so that was, so my husband and I and my son became Catholic, but, you know, I'm not, I'm happy to say that, can I put it, um, you know, when you're a Jehovah's Witness, you've always got to be the best, the best, the best, you know. There's, there's no you're still never good enough. Right. Yep. And what I love the idea of is being a mediocre Catholic. You know what? Um, as far as uh, what I've been hearing from all the ex Jehovah's Witnesses, is you still, um, most of them still believe in God, but they don't mm-hmm. believe in organized religion. 
And mm, I agree right. with that. Um, yeah. I've, I find out the more research I do into the Bible that being a good person, helping others in their time of need, and uh, just living a moral life. Well, you, you, well, could, you don't have to go to church to do that. You could do that as an atheist. You don't even have to, exactly, exactly. So I personally Atheists don't like are moral. that. that Atheists have good exactly. values. Yes. So, and so the Muslims, you don't need to follow the Bible to, to, to be moral and well, have values. You know, uh, but that's where I feel it came from, is from God's word, you know. Well, that's, okay. Um Julie, now uh, you you help a lot of ex-Jehovah's Witnesses realize that, uh, hey, there's a good life in store for you. And, uh, you know, because a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses, when they actually leave the, the religion and they realize that they've been duped so many years, I mean, mm -hmm. they, go, they get into a depressive state of mind, you know. Um, can you tell us, Julie, some of the things that you uh, might come across uh, when you're helping ex-Jehovah's Witnesses realize well, they still have a good life? Well, definitely. I mean, starting from my own story, just that, that depression. And when, you, when you've walked into the idea that God is the religion and religion is God, you leave the religion and you feel like, well, maybe I really did leave God or that's what they're telling you, you know? And so I think mm -hmm. with a lot of us, what we deal with is that, you know, we're out of the organization, but we can't go forward in a relationship with God, even though we may want one because we think it's tied to a religion. So for me, the freedom came in understanding that God and religion are two separate things. And mm -hmm. um, it may be hard for, um, Jason, Jason, to understand, um, you're the atheist, right? Correct. Am I right? Okay, okay. That I actually, you know, what I delight in most is using the Bible, studying the Bible with people so that it can free them from religion. <laughs> and mm -hmm. that may be hard to understand. But that's what I love about the Bible is because I do not see Jesus setting up a religion. We call it Christianity, but what I see him doing is just bringing us back to that one-on-one -on -one relationship that some of us do crave. I want to just know that God is out there. God loves me. God's hearing my prayers. You know, all of that. That I don't have to go to any in-between. You know? And so exactly. for the person who is speaking that, I really believe that the Bible actually helps untangle any religious lies they've gotten. And so, you know, that, that's my focus. I just think that um, a lot of us are harmed by religion, um, not necessarily just Jehovah's Witnesses, but, you know, just that whole I can't do enough thing, you know, the whole works mentality, I have to go to this meeting or I have to perform this type of service. Yeah, yeah, the whole I have to be perfect, otherwise God's not going to want me. It's just the whole message of Christ is he did it for us. You know, it's like, okay, I couldn't help but feel that I am imperfect. I do sin. And, you know, I believed in this holy God. You feel that separation then. And it's like to know that he took care of it. We're not the ones that work toward him. He's the one that works towards us, you know. So that really freed exactly. me. Exactly. my mind and, and just, yeah, I just experienced that freedom. And so I do get the no, I, I keep hearing 
especially from apologists like William Lane Craig and Saiten Brugenkate, um, you try to get them to offer evidence that there is a God. And they always come up with the same old stale arguments that have been debunked years ago. No one can really say, I mean, can you honestly say that God has really never met him? I'm sure people say they've talked to him, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it, it's I think you're kind right. of skeptical. I think everything about faith. <laughs> everything, because there's exactly. a, I mean, you can argue a lot of different points, but eventually you're just going to come down to that base thing like, I don't know, I have faith and I can't completely explain why why I want to, you know, why I want to fortify it and, and verity, you know, validate it and all that. It's just there. And I just, I don't know, I kind of take it like, okay, I have to accept that there are some people that they honestly aren't thinking. They're not seeking. So it's like, okay, that's fine. But I know for me, I have to admit, I'm seeking. I want God in my life. So guess what? I am going to stack up the evidence that says, well, see, there it is. That's God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask all three. Okay, go ahead. There's certain things that have happened in my life since I left that can only be um, explained through a supernatural source. And, exactly. And I was I, just going to ask and that. And like Julie says, you can't explain it, but it's, it happened. And, and it's real. Like, how could this possibly happen? I, I need an answer. I can't humanly figure out an answer. I feel like I want to die. I want, I can't take it anymore. And then out of nowhere, it's the answer. And something has been provided mm-hmm. for me by people I don't know. Really? Right. Tell me that's not God. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm, you know? I, I was going to ask all three of you this question. Um, ever since leaving the Jehovah's Witness organization, um, and doing my own research on God and and the Bible, I know that I personally have a closer relationship with God, but I've also known and I've also seen him work in my life tremendously more now than when mm-hmm. I was a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. Have all three of you oh, seen absolutely. that in your life? Oh, yeah. my yeah. word. When I left... Um, I left my family, I left my friends, and I was a really good Jehovah's Witness. Um, I followed all the rules, okay? I was the poster girl for Jehovah's Witness. And so when I left, I had absolutely no friends. I did not know how to react in society. I did not uh, know how to make friends. And I was devastated. And Bam, the first person I become friends with is Jude. Um, Hi, kid. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you well, think? I, do you, do you, I don't know if that was persecution or, or <laughs> no. <laughs> but, do, but don't you think that, that as, as you were saying, you were devastated, and I'm sure the, uh, the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses was basically torture to the mind. Oh, definitely. Wouldn't that have mm-hmm. turned you away and saying, you know what, this religion garbage is just, this not, is garbage. It's not for you. It does it's not for, a for lot you. Of well, I, I didn't because 
I never blamed God. Mm-hmm. I blamed mm-hmm. people. I blamed the organization. They lied to me. God never lied to me. I just didn't. I just didn't know what the truth about God because I had the. I was isolated from it, and you know it's kind of like the Truman story. Um, he gets up and he does his everyday thing. His whole life is fake. He didn't know that there's another world out there. Right. And mm-hmm. oh, then he finds yep. out. You know, and that's how, as Jehovah's Witnesses, we're in this bubble. And and so when I find out the truth, it's like, wow, God is not a punishable God. God is a, he's a man of grace and mercy, and he loves me. And I just wanted mm-hmm. more of that, and I wanted more and more. Mm-hmm. Actually, those those who are looking to join religion because they're seeking something, and just because you realize that Jehovah's Witnesses has the false... Uh, doctrines um, doesn't mean that you're still not seeking God. Right. Well, the reason why I the reason why I ask that question is because it seems like the people that are representing God, as far as pastors, priests, whatever, uh, they're always the frauds and the nutcases and and the ones that find Jesus on grilled cheese sandwiches. They <laughs> they, they kind of make they they kind of make uh, religion just a bunch of crackpots. You know what I mean? Right. It- those are the only ones that are on TV name. representing. Yes. Well, yes. they're the ones that make the news. So, you, yes, you're always aware of the Jim Bakers and the Jimmy Swaggers and stuff, you oh, know, because yeah. it's sensational. But, yeah, you don't know the, you know, just your neighbor next door was just, uh, like Joyce said, the um, you used the term something like a, a nothing Christian or something. I forget what no, you mediocre. said. Mediocre. Mediocre, mediocre people don't make the news. <laughs> so there are plenty exactly. of, you know, those who are in leadership positions, you know, pastors and that, that just, they don't make the news until they do something really, really bad. So when you say, well, they're all bad, this is because they're all in the news. <laughs> right. Right. Now, now Julie, Julie, I, I, I watched uh, a video of yours on YouTube. Uh, you were giving your testimony. And I found it very compelling. But one question I wanted to ask was, is you said, and I may have gotten the number wrong, but you said that you uh, joined Je- the Jehovah's Witnesses at 31, was it? 31? 32. Or, yeah. Uh, so I was 32. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just wanting to know what, I mean, just to listen to what the Jehovah's Witnesses, as far as how they perceive religion, how you could have thought being that you're in an adult mind. I mean, it's not like kids where you can tell a kid that, that Santa's real and they'll believe it. When you're an adult, that's a you tend to question to ask. Yeah. Right. Because even though there I was 32 years of life and life experiences and looking around and all that stuff. I did not have a very big church background, a background with the Bible, but I had, um, what I think happens to a lot of us once we get out of those teens and early 20s, we start asking the bigger questions. You know, what's the meaning of life? What happens when I die? You know, and my question was at the age of 32, I'm responsible for these children that have come from me. You know, I had two little kids and I felt an enormous responsibility with that. Like the, my own um, 
self compass of my my own moral compass somehow wasn't enough like well i know what's right and wrong for me but i started to wonder about what is there really a basis of right and wrong and the way i look at that why jehovah's witnesses appealed to me was because kind of like <laughs> i just wanted the black and white list tell me what's wrong and i'll avoid it tell me what's right and i'll do it so that is not Christianity, I was primed for law. And that's what like the history of Israel to me represents. So I was very immature. I didn't know the word of God. I wanted to learn it. And when I looked around my area, like, you know, because I had visited churches, I just had a curiosity. Jehovah's Witnesses stood out by far like, well, they actually use the Bible and they seem to really like, wow, they, they want to mm-hmm. practice what they preach in there, you know. So it was it's, very it's, it appealing like, to me. It's not appealing now, because now I realize the stronger right. thing is faith, not law. <laughs> but it seems like a, a slavish mentality, like you were looking Absolutely. for somebody to follow. I don't understand why you could have just said, hey, you know what, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I wanted an authority figure, because that's that black and white list. I, I felt that insecurity of, I want someone to tell me what to do. Hmm. But I've matured through that. I don't want that now. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> well. Uh, like I, thing I had to go through. <laughs> it was my kindergarten. <laughs> well, um, once you leave the Jehovah's Witnesses and you uh, start looking into your Bible and researching, and you you find out the true way of worshiping God and and how important Jesus is to our life. Um, I know a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses do that. I kind of went a different route, and I want to tell you ladies about this. And if you've heard about this, I want to know about this. Um, one of the things I did in research is uh, Jehovah's Witnesses Exposed by David J. Stewart. Have any of you heard of him? No. I, oh, nope. Sorry. My husband's <laughs> Sharon, say well, hi to Ed. Um, hi, Ed. Hi, Ed. I love Ed. you. Sharon says hi. Okay. I'm in a conference thing. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, um, I'm going to tell you some uh, um, some interesting facts that maybe uh, you ladies don't know about. And I and I like I say, I did this research. I want you also to research this. If I... this sounds far fetched to you, did you know that Charles Taze Russell was a 13th generation Illuminati? I've heard of that. Illuminati. That. Yep. That, he was also. Yes, it is. It's it's satanic he's also, worship. He's also um, he was, related to the Rothschilds. He's what? And related somehow to the Rothschilds. Um, I can. I will give you that information too. Um, he was considered a thirty-third degree Freemason. That's that that's where he originated from. Now, you know, by your Bible teaching, even on your own, that God is a God of numbers. Now, let's let's look at those two numbers alone. Well, number 13, well, we all know um, that has to do with, uh, you know, it's a bad number, okay? But <laughs> a 33rd degree Freemason uh, and how old was Jesus when he died? 33. He was, 
he was 33. So you can see how Satan really works on that. Um, have any of you ever looked up online um, Charles Taze Russell's uh, um, grave? Yeah. Oh, his headstone being in. Like it's actually an Illuminati uh, pyramid. Yeah. Uh, and it has has the uh, Freemason cross on it. Um, I, I'm telling you this as I'm going on. Um, so also, uh, really the foundation yeah. of the watch is um, of a, you know, a human source, a earthly source, whatever you want to say. It's not, um, it's not like the kingdom of God, which its source is spirit, it's heaven. You know, it doesn't come up from the earth. It comes down from heaven. That's a big difference. The kingdom of man and the kingdom of God are two very different things. And what you're bringing out about Charles Taze Russell just shows the foundation is, you know, on the kingdom of man there. And, right. And, and also... pyramid uh, going up. <laughs> Judge Rutherford was also a Freemason. In fact, uh, Charles... Taze was a, a Knights Templar. Um, there's a, a book called, you can get this online, it's free, it's a PDF book, it's called Be Wise as Serpents. It's uh, um, by uh, a Christian prisoner called Fritz Springmeier, and it uh, has the three-sided triangle, and it, uh, it's the Masonic Tower of Babel, the Magical Watchtowers, and the other uh, um, line is the Christianity Systematic Destruction. Hmm. Another book name? that, uh, what's the name? Fritz, what's that? Fritz, what's his last name? Fritz what? Springmeyer. Springmeyer. Okay, thank you. And also, I want you to look up the book Occult Theocracy. Because it, it in that book, this book was written by Edith Starr Miller. On page 737, it, it uh, lists uh, Charles Taze Russell as, in a, you know, a cult leader. Hmm. Actually, um, it says that. Some, yes, it does. And do you know, have you ever done research on the New World Translation? Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Um... There's a lot of bad things going on with the New World Translation. It was actually... A, it was taken from a spiritualist. Um, yep. Yeah, what's the name of that West, book? I'm trying to remember the name of the book. Do you know? Um, yeah, um, something about angels in it. Is it? I can't think of it. But yeah... Um, Receiving like the interpretation from from angels. Um. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, the two men who were Satanists. Yeah, I know why you're laughing because <laughs> you're thinking like, oh, well, that what you're going to say about the Bible? <laughs> it kind of seems like people are watching too many movies. There were there were priests in Satanism. It was Westcott and Hort who are the ones who actually um, the New World Translation was derived from. They were founders of the Hermes Club. And members of uh, Russian witch Madame Blavatsky's mm. Theosophy cult. Blavatsky, mm -hmm. I've heard of her. Yeah. Um, another thing I want you ladies to um, realize, and like I said, uh, look this up on your own if you don't believe me. 
but through my research, um, what is uh, Satan's organization on earth according to the Jehovah's Witnesses? The what is UN. the big one? The United Nations. Did you know that in 1991, the Jehovah's yep. Witnesses organization uh, applied for uh, um, uh, information sharing with the United yep. Nations? And when Jehovah's Witnesses started learning about it in 2000, they uh, took back their application. I no, mean, how... The interesting part that? about that is that before they joined, they called the United Nations um, the the wild beast and right. downed the it and downed beast. it and downed it. But once they became a member, they had to sign a, an agreement saying that they would not talk, say anything negative about about mm -hmm. them. So if you look In at the, the conversations then, they are not saying anything negative. They're, they're saying some positive things. After they stopped, then they went back to calling them the wild beast again. Right. <laughs> you know, if you uh, look it up online, um, you can, uh, they, there's uh, a lot of people who have researched this. They'll go into the Watchtower and Wake magazines, and they will show you where there is satanic um, symbols in the Watchtower and Awake. Yeah, the goat's face and all that stuff. I think, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I, I mean, doesn't that just give you the chills? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think just thinking back in the memorial, uh, you know, that's why I go on. It's like, wow, for the years I was in the watchtower, I was actually participating in a satanic ritual. But it was so, um, you know, Satan is an angel of light. It, it had all that Christianese around it. You know, people dress nice and you sing some hymns and, you you know, you feel it's got this churchy atmosphere that you're doing it in. It, you don't think in terms of, Let's worship Satan, you know that type of thing. <laughs> but it is a you. You are mocking the the sacrifice made by Jesus Christ. You are mocking the blood and the body by passing those passing. emblems and not partaking. Um, you know that, and I never. Uh, you know, you talk to some ex witnesses, and they tell you they never felt comfortable with it. Their consciences were stricken, but they followed suit. Now, my conscience was never pricked. I was doing it, and I just felt like, oh, this is what Jehovah wants. But afterwards, when I started to realize what the blood and body of Christ was really about and that it was for me, I understood immediately, like, oh, my gosh, I had been rejecting him an... and mocking him. That's a satanic yep, it's an Illuminati ritual. In fact, uh, one of the things that we were talking about before with uh, Westcott and Horde as far as uh, changing the Bible, um, I, got a, I got some quick scripture I want to read to you. Okay, before you do that, I just, it just seems like nobody was questioning their authorities. If anybody said something, they said, well, wait a minute, why don't we just think this already exists? How we, you know, nobody's questioning well, anything. That's it was why just, you can't. Oh. Yeah, that's why I was kicked out, though, is because when you do start to question it, that's mm -hmm. when you're suspect. And, you know, so I can definitely say that's why I got kicked out, because I began the to question. Began you know, to question. Well, question too high. I see. Okay. Well, uh, Revelations chapter 22, verse 18 and 19. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. 
And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, mm -hmm. and from the things which are written in this book. Now, why would you want to mess with that? Mm -hmm. you know, because it's the King James Version, a, too. Because as a witness, they are having you apply that to the world. When you when we went to door to door and someone will put out pull out their NIV, oh well your Bible's different than my ours. Uh, you you know, mm -hmm. there they they have the wrong Bible. We have the right Bible. Right, because and it was just the, the opposite. They are the truth, you know. Right. Right. But, uh, so it sets that mind control element of it that you just start to lock in after a while. That well we have mm -hmm. the truth. So that becomes your, your measuring rod, you know, that anything that doesn't match up to what you've already agreed to be the truth, you're going to have to reject it right away, you know. So Exactly. That's, that's now, I was waiting for someone to say that. Mind yeah. control, that's, uh, you're brainwashed. I mean, that's, we were all, you know, that was. Mm -hmm. I, could, I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. well, you know, Thank you, Anthony. Your wall was already up, but I, you know, I will. I can't speak for everybody, but the uh, the person who's an adult convert, again, they're in a vulnerable spot because they're already speaking. It's just like the person who willingly raises their hand to be hypnotized. <laughs> which I've done, right. you know, you're at a festival and there's a hypnotist, you think, gee, I want to try it. It's very much <laughs> like that. I, I compare that indoctrination to just like being hypnotized because what you're, you're given is this overwhelming sense that you don't want to embarrass the hypnotist. You're just going to follow along. Right. And, yeah. um, right. and so just by volunteering, you're already in a vulnerable, vulnerable spot. You're like, Absolutely. I want it to happen to me. You know, I think I think most of these men should have been used car salesmen. They sure mm -hmm. sold. They sold their goods sure very well. Bill of goods, all right. And uh, well, as far as the faithful, trained to sell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the faithful and discreet slave. Yes, go ahead. I want to go say, ahead. um, you you had asked Julie about her being a an adult con convert, and um, her story is a little different than mine. Because um, I came as an adult convert too, but I was 19 and I was I had left home because of uh, abuse that was going on, and so okay. when I they, I was told about the paradise and all that, it sounded really good. Well, they and I ended up having an arranged marriage. And so really I yes my choice was I could either marry him or go home and I knew I couldn't go home and they knew I couldn't go home and so in order to marry him I had to get baptized so I had no idea who I was marrying nor did I know about this religion I had just gave my life over to and then so who I got was baptized it, um out of Sharon Joyce and Julie, when you were a Jehovah's Witness, which one, were all three of you baptized? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. were as Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Now, yeah. Long before we go, we got another. We have another caller from New Jersey. Hi. Hello. This is Hi. Hi. Hey. Who are we speaking? Hey. To, who are we speaking to? First, first name only, uh, please. I'll call my well April. April. Very nice to meet April. you guys. April. Okay. Hi, yes. Well, so so far we got on the line April, May, June, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and we might want to mention 
there might be people listening in who want to call in but don't know how to unmute themselves. Do you want to mention that? No, it's not muted. All you, all you do is call the number, put the pin in, and you're automatically connected. Yeah, I wasn't oh, sure how I, it Oh, I did the press star twice thing. It said to do that. <laughs> well, Julie told us to do that. No, I'm just kidding. No, just, just uh, call the number. It'll, it'll tell you to give the pin. You put the pin in, and it will, it will connect you automatically. So, April, uh, are you an ex-Jehovah's Witness? I surely am. Uh, fortunately, though, I um, I escaped baptism, although I was raised from, you know, infancy, uh, very heavily indoctrinated, very zealous father anyway. Mother was kind of, had her own mental illness problems. She was adopted and abused as well. But um, I escaped, fortunately, uh, baptism. So I, I'm, I'm just awoken in the past, uh, like, eight months or so. So the shunning, though, is, is fresh. <laughs> so yeah, oh yeah. They're taking I, that that new um, you know, instruction to uh shun inactive ones or you know, mm -hmm. ones that should know better as, you know, they figure. So Now, April, do you yeah. know Julie? You do. do so, I know uh what? Do you know Julie? I don't... No, I don't know any. Hmm. I, I don't know any. Okay. Actually, my phone number is from New Jersey, but I actually just moved to PA because I just wanted to move away from that area. Hey! From, hey. You know what I mean? I'm starting over where here in PA. Hey, where in PA are you? Um, about, I guess. Like oh, uh, we we don't want Pittsburgh. cities. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I would say uh, the closest big city would be Pittsburgh if, if you know. If, if, if you're I'm comfortable doing it, I mean, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm from Maryland. Well, we're we're, we're okay, talking okay, uh, hey. uh, <laughs> hey. on. Well, as far as ladies. Completely, yeah. I'm just so thrilled to actually speak with somebody with an XJW because I'm just so newly awakened and so kind of lonely and. <laughs> well, actually, actually, okay. April, actually, April, you're you're speaking with, you're speaking with five ex Jehovah's Witnesses and one atheist. Yeah. Okay. And can you? Okay. And you know who's well, the I'm... ugliest of us all? It's that atheist. <laughs> <laughs> no. Aww. He's probably yeah. handsome. Well, I'm. I'm kind of That's on the okay. fence with that, oh, I, with it extremely being so handsome, new. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of hope for you, uh, April. Um, uh, we've, Like I said, we've all, um, most of us, uh, can I have that list? What are your names? I'm just, what I'm Dan. Dan. And I'm Sorry. Jason. I'm Joyce. I'm what Julie. is it, Dan and Julie? Yep. Sorry. Um. I personally am an ex-Jehovah's Witness. Um, Sharon, Joyce, and Julie uh, are also ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. And the one thing that I know um, that you said that's really going to uh, um, improve your life is you had an eye-opener, an eye-opening moment. And that's what we're talking about is uh, right now is all the eye-opening moments that we've all experienced. Um, I had asked... Uh, who, who's all been baptized the Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> yeah, isn't that incredible? But how many of you have been baptized after? Has anybody after, been baptized after? Oh, after? I mean, after being a Jehovah's Witness? Yes, after you left the Jehovah's Witness. Has anybody been baptized? I have. In a different religion, you mean? Yes, yes. Well, oh, yeah, no, but... It doesn't have to be an organized religion. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Yes, I have. Um, I have too. Yes. 
Now, April, what is your story? Why did you leave the Jehovah's Witnesses? Well, um, I, I was a very sensitive kid. I trusted my father. My mother was very abusive, so I trusted my father, who was very mild-mannered and kind and patient. Although he was away from home a lot of time working, he did not really know what was going on at home. But I really admired his, his kindness and his patience with my mother. And I always right. wanted to have the faith that he had. I always wanted to be like him that way. So that really kept me in, my dad, his example and all. But I was, I was okay. molested inside the organization when I was 12. And oh, I finally my. got the nerve to come, up, to come out about it when mm. I was 15. And my dad did nothing. He said, exactly. You know, oh, you know we hear that. Leave it in Jehovah's hands kind of thing. Don't want to drag Jehovah's name through the mud, blah, blah, blah. So. Mm -hmm. Now, was the uh, was your father an elder or a ministerial servant? He's a ministerial servant now. He was not at the time, and he's serving with my mother right now. Right now, where the the gullible is greater in Ecuador. <laughs> the gullible is greater. I like that. Are you April? Are you able to have contact with your folks? You talk. Do I do I do I contact with my family? Yeah, yeah. Are you able to talk with them, or do they shun you completely? No, yeah, they they shun me now. Now that um, I got out of the, I was waiting to get out of the area and the situation I was in. Um, I was just able to move just very very recently, and of course I was busting at the seams for like over the past six months or whatever, you know. <laughs> um, right. Trying to keep the peace where I was and all, and finally I'm I'm out of there, and so I, I can yell it from the rooftops. Uh, you know, before you leave here to, before you leave here april um what i want you to do is i want you to uh julie why don't you uh tell her your website uh you probably learned uh april about this show by my posting it on facebook i'm thinking you must have been in one of the groups no that's the thing i that's another reason why i'm so like kind i don't have but I'm not really big on social media. I don't even have a Facebook account. How I did, did you have find some. About this then? I just, how, how I am, you... um, I, I, I guess a lot of those that are, you know, newly awakened, they just like um, binge watch XJW YouTube videos. <laughs> so <laughs> I, that's all <laughs> I've been doing. So that's how I came across you. Across I, I listened Wonderful. to two guys in a mic. Yeah. And, uh, well, and some, some, can... some, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and he was Sorry. just saying the website I'm associated with is, is um, the number four, forjehovah.org. Or if you're on Facebook, I don't mind my real name being out there, Julie McAllen. Um, you know, if you want to friend me and we can chat, whatever. Um, awesome. But those yeah, are I also has, It also has YouTube videos, too, you watch. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, too. I have heard I'm of you. Email. I have heard of For Jehovah. Okay. I have heard of that, being plugged in different videos and things. Yeah. 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 So we, good to meet you. Like I said, I, I, I did watch Thank you. That's cool. <laughs> I, I did I did watch her, her video, Julie's video on uh her I guess it was her testimony, I believe. I said I found it very compelling, but still it didn't convince me, I'm sorry. But that's okay. I, I found it I found it very entertaining. It was great. It was good. I mean for anybody who's it didn't convince you what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, well, what, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out too. What, it didn't convince me that that God was real. I'm I'm the atheist. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. oh yeah, I I I actually very strongly sway in that direction. I I refused. 
I can't say, no, there's definitely no God. I mean, I don't think anyone can say for sure of anything. So for me, at well, this point, I know it's still kind of fresh, but from what I've been thinking and going through my head, I, I don't know. I, I doubt that there, I mean, for me, that there is some, some power out there who oversees what we do from day to day and judges each thing we do and, and, and our thoughts and, and our things like that. I just, if there is such a, a, a personality out there, he's got to be pretty cool. Maybe there's some about... kind of extraordinary power or something like some force that caused different things to, you know, because evolution is obviously fact. So, you know, I really don't know. Yes. So, I mean, it, being an atheist just pretty much means there's no, nobody, there's no compelling evidence that a God exists. That's all. It's not that we don't oh, okay. hate I God thought... because we don't believe in him. I mean, you know, people no, say, okay. well, you're angry at God. Well, how can I be angry at something that, that I, I, don't believe exists. Right. You don't believe so what, what do you do it? To something. Yeah. <laughs> right. So when I you're in an atheist church, just, I think hey, it comes down to accepting who you are. And I, I, you know, I am a believer. I'm a believer in God, and I'm a Christian. But I get it. I, I mean, my husband, we we love each other very much, and he's an atheist, and I don't think he's angry at God. I don't think he's hiding something. He sincerely doesn't seem to have the same hunger that I always had. And so what it comes down to for me when we get into those discussions of atheists and, you know, just a deist, you know, not any particular religion, but just someone who believes in a God out there, there's just some kind of like, some people have referred to it as the God gene. And I had to just admit like, well, I guess I'm one of those people. I've always wanted to believe that you know somebody created the things that that feeling I in your heart or something and so i had to i had to meet that need yeah and if a person is yeah. walking around and they don't have that need they're not going to seek something to meet the need because the need's not there and so i get it with my husband he really doesn't have the hunger <laughs> so I'm is, like, he, okay. is he very scientific is he very scientific because for me i He's turned as soon as i nature. allowed myself to do research is he really yeah i was i was I, I think a lot of atheists are that way because April, have you have you heard of said, April, have you heard of Christopher Hitchens? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christopher yeah, Hitchens. I'm, get, I'm getting through them. I'm I'm finding finding them all. Fine. Right. <laughs> I'm getting through I, them. <laughs> he's, he's one of my favorites. People, I know he's dead now, but uh, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. He's yeah. But I, I mean, reading us. Uh, what's going to resurrect oh, him? A tree. One of his books. <laughs> they did That's find his so. Where did he go? He, he died. And w- so where is he? No, dead. Uh, he's in the ground rotting, eaten by worms, I guess. <laughs> nobody, look, nobody really knows what, people can say, well, you go to heaven when you die. How do you know you've never died? Right. Of course, uh, right. So somebody asked me, they said, do you remember what, what happened before you were born? Right, exactly, no. yeah. Well, then how do you know what happens after you die? I mean, it's the same thing. Right. Well, I want to. It's just speculation. People are speculating. I want, of course, the priests and the pastors and everybody else is saying, "Yes, there is a heaven." When they really don't know, they know just about right. as much as we do. Right. Anyways, That's I want to change like, the subject I, I watch, a little I, bit. I, I listen to videos of like different Christians of different denominations arguing back and forth. Oh, you know the Godhead and over oh, Well, I don't mean to offend anybody or anything. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, it's like they're saying, there's so much conviction in what they're saying, but how, but they just you can't 
you can't know for sure, you know, but they get all so worked up, like, all the time. Sometimes, you know, these people, they they just have to, you know, they feel that they are, they have the truth and that they're right, and they want to help people, you know, it's a good intention, but it's just really, can you really know? Can anyone really know, you know? Right. Because it all comes Well, let me ask you, ladies, this. up evidences on either right. side you know your faith is that i i have faith that there you know that's one way to word it i have faith that there is no god you will find the evidence to prove it and also for the person who i have faith that there is a god you will find the evidence you just that's all either side is you just stack up the evidence to uh prove the point that you're already starting at and i have to admit on either side it always comes down to that faith there's that little tiny element yes. that that's what I can't prove it. It's just there. <laughs> I was yeah. there, April, well, too, I know. I, where you're at. But now, yeah, you well, know, I, as time went on. It is a process, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, because um, when I first realized that it was, my whole reality was a lie, you know, for 34 and a half years, mm-hmm. a false reality, it was very, very depressing. Big. I was, was depressing. I was terrified. I was, no, this cannot this has to be true, you know? I went to my family and I asked them. I went to the lady I studied with. I went to the elders several times, you know, asking them questions like earnestly and honestly, please, please show me that this is the truth because it has to be. <laughs> and when they couldn't do right. it, I really, I really fell apart for, I mean, thank goodness I didn't need like hospitalization. There's a lot of, I mean, it really messes you up. But I, yes, I was does. very lost for a while. Like, I, I was depressed. I was like, how can there not, like, like you said, you had that, that urge to know. Like, you're so used to knowing that this is the truth. You know. And then suddenly you don't. And it's like you're flailing around in water. Like, you have there's no ground under you or, any, or something like that, you know? What about the so anger? Like, uh, no, let me ask you that. this. That's what about on that the for a anger when you realized, <laughs> oh, man, I just wasted this many years. You know, and what I was told was the truth is a lie. You know, Um, I don't know who else is trying to speak, but I don't want to talk over somebody. I hear your voice, uh, Dan, so much louder than any of the other uh, ladies. So I I, I apologize if I talk over somebody. I don't mean to. Oh, that's fine. Um, Okay, let me share and Joyce, Julie, and April. I want to ask all for you. I haven't Joyce, heard from Joyce. Are you here? Still on? Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. okay. <laughs> Out of you four ladies, um, who was all disfellowshipped? I was. I, well, I was never him. baptized, though. So. Oh, April, means. you were so, never baptized? Associated? You were disassociated? I, yep. And what I did before I got disassociated, because I went and I sat down and I wrote, my five closest friends a letter and in each letter I wrote a different reason why I was leaving because the one good thing that you can count on for witnesses to do is gossip oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah so, well, so they got all all of them got all five of them <laughs> yeah but doesn't it say it in the bible you're supposed to gossip <laughs> something different I mean you gave them a lot to talk about that's and a then, strong, yeah. Then I wrote. That's good. Um, That's good not, that they kind of like had to compare notes. You know, they had to discuss. Right. They didn't all know all the information. That's a good thing. Yeah. You yeah, like forced conversation about it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. 
And no, no when you. Oh, so so then no. I wrote what? a nine-page, um, ser- like kind of like a sermon or whatever talk, um, about the scripture where Jesus said, "I am the truth, the life, and the way." And no I wrote each one down, and I and I put that in my letter that I gave to the elders. And, you know, my son ran into them uh, about six months later, and he asked him, he says, hey, did you ever read that, that, uh, that my mom's letter, that she, uh, the report that she put in there? He says, no, I started to. And I'm like, that's wonderful. You're disfellowshipping me, and you don't even know why. So heartless and cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let, yep, let me ask you ladies this real quick. Um, now, being an ex-Jehovah's Witness and, you know, following their uh, their teachings, as they shun each one who gets disfellowshipped or disassociated or who just leaves the religion, if anybody is going to try and get you back, who would you want it to be? Nobody. A family. No. A family member, right? I wouldn't you know? want any, so, of, any of them try to get me back because all they would face would well, be disappointment. Not now. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is they're uh, making family members shun, you know, you for uh, being disfellowshipped or disassociating yourself. Right. Uh, is that what Jesus would do, or would he go right. oh. go and try and get you back into the fold? You know, it's Would just so, know? it's so backwards. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and it is try. because... They do try, but once they sense you're at a point where they know you're too far gone, you know too much, then they give up. Mm-hmm. And they, then they start bad-mouthing you. So they do that try for great. a little bit. I think it's that hilarious how quick they are to ask that one important question. You know, do you believe the governing body is, you know... Mm-hmm. Directed but by God's Holy Spirit. Yes. And they are, yes, and if you, you can come to them for anything. And they want to know that question first. I mean, that's, yes. you are absolutely right. Question. And because what a great way say, of trolling you. You can stand up and say, I love Jehovah. I love Jesus. I want to serve them for all my life. I'm going to follow the Bible. I want to love my neighbor. I want to preach. But I don't believe in the faithful and discreet slaves being God's only channel for humans on earth. Mm-hmm. That's I'll it. Go. You know? That's yeah. the one right there. You have to obey their authority. Because they really exactly. do believe they're God. That they are yeah. Jehovah. You know. Yep. So if you lose faith in the organization, then it's just you're out and it doesn't matter. All those other things you mentioned do not matter to them. They just want you to have faith in them. Mm-hmm. Yep, they got the red hotline on their desk, right to God, you know. It's a repeat, because that's what the religious authorities, the leaders in Jesus' day, uh, I think it's in John chapter 11, they had actually said, um, oh no, you know, everybody's following him, meaning Jesus, as he was going around just, you know, in humble means, just preaching and healing and feeding and all that stuff. But the religious leaders became so concerned and they said, if they keep following him, we will lose our place and our nation. They Basically, they were concerned about their jobs, <laughs> their positions, yeah, their you know. Power. Um, yeah, well, it's and it's so a that's, business. That's, it's yeah. a business. 
Right, and that's that construct why, you know, like for me, my maturing, you know, I didn't understand that when I entered the Watchtower. I sure understand it now. It's not just about the Watchtower. It's about religion itself. You have to come to that point to realize God and religion are two separate things. And when a religion sets itself up as a business, even when someone, you know, takes the lead and starts out sincere, well, once they're making money at it and they're getting certain kudos from it, and you know, they're going to want to protect it. You know, but the reality is you follow Jesus on your own. And the religious leaders of his day saw that too. Oh, my gosh, if they keep following him, they're going to realize they have no need of religion. You know, that's a scary thing to them. I wonder, like, I don't know what I believe. It's all brand new. It's, you know, it's all, I kind of, like, billion thoughts swirl through my head. I'm just, like, I wonder if that happens or, I don't know. I don't know what I believe. I I I do have to take the Bible. I do. My next thing to do is to take the Bible, like a a, a good version, not a Jehovah's Witness version, because I had no clue how much they met, they played with that verse. I had no idea how much they changed things. But I want to get a good, oh. like you know, a King James version and read it like through fresh eyes and see, you know, how I feel and think and, and things. You know, um, this, I've got to do that. Is this but, April? But I want, yes. But yeah, I, I wonder, April. like, in heaven, yeah, sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, you just brought up a good point. That, um, I don't know if you were online yet or uh, in the show yet uh, when I had brought up uh, about the New World Translation. Oh, no. I, it no, was, I remember. Okay. Um, these other ladies know. Um, Sharon, uh, thanks for coming back. Um, You're welcome. Westcott West and Hort were two satanists. Satanists? who uh, um, actually are the ones who the, the, the New Testament of the New World Translation is a Westcott and Hort edition. And they were actually okay. Satanists. I did. And, okay, and, yeah. So that's... I was watching one of X... Uh, one of X uh, it's his, his channel is XJ-Dub. He's rather new. His name's Stuart. I was watching one of his uh, cart crashes. And David uh, Stewart? The, the witness, huh? David Stewart. No, oh, I don't know. His first name is Stewart, but he's he does cart crashes. He just uh, uh, started doing videos maybe in, in the past couple months or so. But um, I love his style. He he um was asking them about his their translation, and uh, and they him they, he asked, oh, well, what kind of historians or what Greek scholars do you have that are blah 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 translating this stuff? And she's like, oh, I don't know, I can't remember. And then he started. He said some name, and she's like, yeah. and then, he, then he said Westcott and Horton. He's like, she's like, that's it, that's it, that's who they are. So she recognized the witness. What recognized that name as being associated with their translation? But yet, I'm sure she didn't know they were Satanists. Yeah. Um, let me ask you one more question, all four of you ladies. We're gonna start with Sharon. I want your answer on this. How do you feel now when uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses knock on your door? Uh, my heart breaks for them. I want to help them get out. Um, I will not preach at them. I will um, ask them questions and make them have to prove what it is that they're saying. Um, okay. Because if you start arguing with them, they're going. I know they're going to turn around and walk away, and I don't want them to do that. So you just giving them. Um, 
things that they can think about, like, yeah, maybe that did make sense. Right. How about you, Joyce? Joyce, mm -hmm. what, what like is your reaction now? I like to What's troll that? them. I like to troll them. You <laughs> <laughs> said, said what? She likes to what? Like she to likes them. to throw potatoes at them. I she think. likes to no. troll them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have fun. It's, you know, they, they come to my door or something like that, and I will, you know, invariably get, you know, because I, I know inside information, you know, invariably get them caught into a lie. And especially when it comes about um, education, that type of thing, I will, I, will really, I, I will really make them think when it comes to education. Julie, what's your answer? Yeah. Well, I would love for them to knock on my door, but they won't. Word. Yeah, me too. Um, I live in a small community. I'm very recognizable. I, I live the closest to the Kingdom Hall out of all the people that were there. So I would love. I mean, to you were walking distance, and you're giving that up. <laughs> yeah, bike bike riding distance, I'd say, um, less no. than three miles. I think it's just basically there's a hill between. If I could climb over the hill, there's a, a hill between me and the Kingdom Hall. I go to the Kingdom I Hall. I thought you talked about your age. Yeah, 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 I'm over the hill. Um, I go to the Kingdom Hall occasion to pray over it. I have uh, circled around the building. I'm, I'm kind of a crazy prayer warrior. Um, and, um, yeah, I just lay hands on the door, pray over it. I've gone um, into the parking lot on Memorial Night trying to talk to people, but they run away in fear of me. I was at the grocery store, and you know how... You look for the shortest line, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. I only had like six or seven items and a cart, you know, pulled in behind me like she knows I'm going to be done quick. And then the, the aisle next to me, um, the person had a lot of items. When she realized who I was, she got into the other line and stood behind uh -huh. the woman with the large cart. That's how bad well, it is. So they, they avoid me. <laughs> well, how many times did Satan run away from Jesus? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I the way I put that. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, because there's anyone who is operating under a lie, and um, the watchtower mm. is full of lies. And whether you know, I, I'm saying this for uh, Jason's benefit. Like you're going, well, how can you say you have truth? Well, if you just center it on the both Jehovah's Witnesses and Christians proclaim to have the truth. So if you're just dealing with that small area, not the rest of the world. Uh, it's it's very provable to Jehovah's Witnesses where their lies come from. When you start to ask them, well, can you prove that to me from the Bible? Can you can you prove that? You know, you can see the distortions they've taken with the Bible. So from that that level of truth, um, my husband, the atheist, also pointed out because when I was being this fellowship when I was, you know, asked to come to these hearings and stuff, I said, I don't understand because I was, you know, like Sharon, a really good poster child witness. And I knew there was, you know, these witnesses in my hall that moaned and groaned a lot about stuff like, well, I don't think we should do this, you know, and they were, you know, um, not uh, regular in their meetings. I thought, why are they picking on me? Like, you'd think that they would haul someone like that in. And he said, Julie, you're articulate and you know how to use that Bible. They're afraid of you. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Yeah, I guess you're right. Because as long as you've kept someone in a weak position, even if they're complaining, when they're cowering under the elders and they don't know how to defend themselves, witnesses will hang on to them. They don't have a need to disfellowship anyone like that. They can still control them. But when someone starts to be empowered and they can defend oh, their they own beliefs. Oh, they that one. Oh, they, yeah. don't, they don't know what to do. Yeah, that scares them. And they run away and they, you know. So I've been told by uh, an in-and-out witness, she said, oh, you're public enemy number one to them. We were all called into the basement <laughs> to talk to individually <laughs> if we have had any dealings with you. I'm like, oh, that's flattering. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I, I had something to work for me. Uh, uh, one time I had uh, an elder come to my door uh, right after my wife passed away, and uh, I started uh, – started doing my research, um, I, I had a Jehovah's Witness elder come to my door wanting me to come back. And I told him, I said, I don't want to come back. And he wait, goes, wait, um, he, knew, he knew that your wife just died and that's why he was yeah. there? Because that's yeah. what they do. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Oh, they know, yeah. they prey on you in a weak moment. Yeah. Oh, they but do. Here's, yes, what they I, do. here's what I said to him. Here's what I said to him and pass this along to others. It sounds so basic, but it worked. I asked him, I said, do you really and truly believe that only Jehovah's Witnesses are going to be saved? And he told me no. And I looked at him, I said, then why do I got to be a Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> and yeah, he, he, exactly. turned, he turned around, walked away, and I have never had one visit me since. And that's been years. So common sense. I, I think maybe. Witnesses don't think of I, these things, you know, sometimes. But April, you're very right. He made sure to visit him during a vulnerable time. And I can remember sitting in the Kingdom Hall as one of Jehovah's Witnesses and being taught that, that go back yeah. to your return visits if you find out there's maybe been a death happened. in the family. Maybe something has happened. Something, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was an accident. Maybe they had a death in the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I think maybe if you leave a couple of cloves of garlic on your door, that might keep them away too. <laughs> I wish they would come to my door. I would love for them to come to my door because I would, I'm in a new town. They have no idea who I am. I would completely act like I have no idea what they're about. I would invite they them in them. and I would just simply be very friendly and get them like, oh, wow, she's really interested. But I would also, you know, those little seed questions once in a while. You know what I mean? And oh, I yeah. would keep them coming back for more as long as they'd come back. <laughs> That's what I would do. Are the are the Jehovah's Witnesses like um, the Mormons where when they come to your house, they can do certain things like they'll mow your lawn or they'll yeah, no. uh, clean your house? No, or something? no, no, no. They're too lazy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like if you were calling on an elderly person, offer to shovel their walks. Right, you know, and right, right. right. Uh, yeah, to, right. you know, you can move up to them, you know. Yeah. And really it think about it. Do you really interest. have to be told to be kind? You know? It's so stupid. They treat us like third graders, you know. Be nice. Yeah, like they'll, right. they'll, like the 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 lady that studied with me, the older lady that studied with me. What, like I, you know, I was a very sincere student of hers, you know. Um, and mm -hmm. we had very long studies and talks and things. And so she knew that I was sincere. What and it, and she, I think she let me like $75 or something like that. And she says, I don't want you, I don't want you to pay it back. So I, I do remember one thing, you know, mm -hmm. like I really appreciated that at the time, you know, 
but mm-hmm. it's, but she's the same lady that, that when I asked her these sincere questions that I had, um, called me an apostate and told her, uh, told me never to, to speak to her, call her again. So. Huh. <laughs> well, you got yeah, $75 out of it. Yeah, I sure did. There are some sincerely kind people that, you know, they're, they're maybe giving you that money because they're really following that inner just kindness. I want to help you. They're not Absolutely. doing it for reasons. Because they're still human beings. But then there's that covering of mind control that well, uh, the elder said, I'm not supposed to talk to you. Or, you know, I'm supposed to identify certain things you say as apostate, therefore I shut down. You know, that's what's so sad. You still see these little glimmering, you know, these little shimmers of humanness in them because they are still human and they still can be kind, but there's just so much other garbage going on. I th- it's right. so sad because I think people get into it because because they want to genuinely help people. I mean, that's the what the the reward they get isn't monetarily, obviously. It's it's this high, the spiritual high that you get that you feel that you're you're really helping people. Mm-hmm. They're you know saving them their eternal futures. You're you're like giving them real hope, and it's it's like it is a high. You feel like you're you you mm-hmm. are in the best position to help any human being, and it's a very intoxicating feeling, you know. Now, yeah, ladies, I wanted to ask. With that. <laughs> Sorry. I wanted to ask one thing. Um, in the Bible, it says that um, women are supposed to be silent in the church, and if they have a question. They need to talk, to, uh, qu- give their husband a question in private in home. Now, when was in the Jehovah's Witnesses, it's in the Bible. Where in the oh. Bible? Atheist man. Timothy. <laughs> I have to look it up. It's in First Timothy uh, chapter two. Right. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, was it like that in the Jehovah's Witnesses? Were the women silent? Did they, or could they speak their mind? Oh, no, it's oh nobody mind. can speak your Basically. mind, but especially not I mean, women. Well, not speak your mind as in, as in speak your mind. I mean, by talking, if, you know, if, uh, if they had a question, they couldn't uh, ask no, a question they to cannot, the They cannot handle or... a strong woman, believe me. They do not know what to do with a strong woman. Yeah. If, yeah. yeah. There's certain yeah. role expectations, what a woman can do, what a sister in the congregation can do as opposed to a brother. So certain privileges is what it's called. And so naturally, they can't women, conduct meetings. Yeah, right. you, yeah, there's no teaching a woman can involved. Go door to door, you can't pray. You have to cover your head. Also, one more thing. There is a male witness in the yeah. room, even if he's seven years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, there's no teaching. Wow, there's a, no, so, if, if you have a question, you, you're directed to ask your husband if he's an elder or or you don't you don't voice your opinions at all. Right, whatsoever. okay. No, no, yeah. And even when you're you do not challenge their authority, but I think it's even more, um, you know, frowned upon when a, when a woman does it. But somehow, I think they'll take the time maybe to answer a brother's question a little more than a woman because how dare you, <laughs> you know, there's a you lot know, of the, the, the reason why I was asking that is, the reason why I was asking that is because the the people, uh, you know, the women here on this call that, that said that the, the, you know, the Bible, it, see, it, it kind of uh, turns you off a little bit. Okay, well, the Bible says women have to be silent. That kind of makes women second-class citizens, 
as far as I'm concerned. Well, it helps to understand the context, you know, why I knew where it was in the Bible and, you know, certain things that and you've probably heard this before, you know, well, was that in the Old Testament or the New Testament? And then what was going on? You know, the Bible's written in the first century, and plus it was the church was very new, very young, and they were dealing with still coming out of the law under Moses. So, like, in that whole context of where that's written in First Timothy, there's a lot you can point out as to why that was going on. Because number one, uh, verse 12, I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over man, but to remain quiet. That's the verse you're taking out. But right uh, before it, um, where is it about the prophecy? Because um, it's in the context there where it says when a woman prophesies. It's like, well, wait a minute. She's allowed to prophesy. Obviously, yeah. she's speaking in the congregation. Obviously. And and plus, if you're going to take that whole thing and say, well, all of this applies throughout all the generations, so we have to apply it now. And so that's what a fundamental church would do. they say, well, we have to apply this. All these women have to be silent. Well, then you're also going to have to apply the stuff that it talks about men there. You know, like in verse 5, it says for um, – Wait, I'm in the wrong place. I just flipped the page. That's what happened. Um, um, but it talks about men uh, lifting their holy hands. Yeah, verse 8, uh, therefore I wanted the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. Well, now are you going to come down on a, a man in a church like, oh, I noticed you, you didn't pray with your hands held high. And <laughs> You know what I mean? But you're going to take they, all they, of they cherry, they and, cherry pick. Yeah, they cherry yeah, pick. They pick and choose. Yeah, so, and uh, I'm, I'm big on those time they elements. Abstain from like, blood, but it also says abstain from shellfish and not combining yeah. two different materials in the same cloth. So, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and you know, the thing is, in the New Testament, in the New Testament, Jesus says he didn't come to abolish the law; he came to fulfill it. So, in other words, those 613 laws are still active today. So, we should have no, Christians out there stoning homosexuals. Yeah, and, and shame oh, on them for doing that because Jesus fulfilled yeah. the law. If we're still under the law, then, yeah, we better not touch a menstruating woman. We better not eat shellfish or all that stuff. That was mm-hmm. only for the children of Israel and only temporary. It ended. Jesus fulfilled it. It's done. So we can so look back and go, That ended too? Yeah. Are you saying? Yeah. I'm not very, I don't really know. So, so that's, you're saying when he came, that law was fulfilled as well, yeah, because blood. the reason it was in place was to train their minds. Everything is to be a tutor to Christ. Well, Jesus became the blood sacrifice. So the whole, I think it's good that the children of Israel, their minds were trained to treat blood very carefully. You know, don't eat it. And, you know, here's every time you spin, you got to sacrifice this animal, all that stuff. Blood, they were, their minds were wholly being trained to recognize that the life is in the blood, the life is in the blood, the life is in the blood. You know, that's throughout the Old Testament. And then you see in the New Testament, all this stuff about Jesus's blood. It's his blood, the life, the life of God, the life of the eternal, all that stuff is now, you know, for us. So I just find it very interesting when you read through the whole Bible and see this Old Covenant, New Covenant, and, you know, the Old Covenant, I guess you could say, complements the New Covenant. You, you understand it better. But none of us are under it. We're not under the Old Covenant. 
So all right. that, you know, so Jason thought out a good point. They want to use, they, they, they don't care if it applies well, or it doesn't apply. Do. Right. Yeah, right, um, exactly. Yep. You, you did bring up a good point I want to talk to you about, um, all of you, is uh, blood transfusions. Um, has you, Have your eyes been open to that particular part of the Jehovah's Witnesses creed? Um, I'm going to tell you my little... eyes were open to it, too, mm -hmm. <laughs> even though I didn't realize it. <laughs> you know, well, I, I had a bad experience. What's that? I said I gave you for the first time. All oh, right. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, I had a uh, a bad experience happen to me last year in April. My uh, my brother had diabetes. He had went to the uh, hospital because he had to get a leg amputated. Oh. Well, he was a Jehovah's Witness, and his wife divorced him. He did not divorce his wife because his wife knew that he would had diabetes and didn't want to be stuck with the bill in the future. Now, his wife wasn't a Jehovah's Witness. My brother was baptized. So he was disfellowshipped because his wife divorced him. Okay? She didn't cheat on him or anything. She divorced him. Oh, now, that's, that's, that's not his fault, but he got, he got disfellowshipped because of this. Now, what happened huh. was his diabetes progressed, and uh, he had to go into surgery to have his leg amputated. And what happened was, because he wanted to get back into the good graces of the Jehovah's Witnesses, he refused blood. Oh. He ended up getting his leg amputated. Now, my brother was 62. Um, I'm 40 years younger than him. No, just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> he, he, he had his leg amputated. And what happened was he called me on a, a Monday and said, Hey, Dan, you know, uh, what you doing? You know, um, I had my leg amputated. And I said, Hey, that's a great way of bringing it out. Why did you tell me this was happening? And uh, he goes, Yeah, just so you know, I refused a blood transfusion. I said, Well, that's up to you. But you know what my opinion is of that you know I hope nothing happens to you well Thursday night I get a phone call from the police saying my brother passed away what happened is oh, he slid slid off of his hospital bed reaching for something and he um, hit the uh, leg that w was amputated the stump and he bled out right there oh my, oh, my word that I, I just I thought to myself mm. how how could he has been so stupid? I was talking to him for years, you know, saying you don't uh -oh. have to go back. You don't have, to, you can feel good about yourself. And uh, that was my situation with blood so transfusion. So much blood on their hands. So much blood on oh. their hands. That's, mm -hmm. they sure do. That's it's sickening. Satan, sickening. Satan's organization. Satan's organization oh. has blood on their hands. And that's what they want. Yep. Joyce, you know. is this a good spot? Would you like to talk about what's been going on in your world there, about that blood on your hands? Oh, you guys got time for that? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Unless you're um, sick of talking about it. <laughs> we get paid by the hour, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the, the Joyce that um, was friends of the family that was that murder suicide in Kegel Harbor, oh, Michigan? Oh, I heard about that. Get out of here! Oh my Stewart? goodness! Wait, what? The Stewart? You knew uh, Lauren, Laura, and Lauren Stewart was my friend. Oh, oh my goodness. you're that Joyce. Sorry to hear that. Yes. 
Yes, I, I watched you on the news. Yeah. So you're famous, Joyce, or what? Taylor. Is that is that your name? Taylor? Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's right. No last name. Okay, but that's what I remembered. Okay. Okay. That's me. Okay, wow. We'll edit that out. Meet you. Pardon? Yeah. Let's hear your story. Well, you want to hear about Hello? the... Um... Yeah, we'll yeah, shut up ready? now. We'll listen to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure you get, you've read everything there was about it. Um, I learned about it on a Friday night and, you know, early Saturday Joyce, morning. Joyce, start from the beginning. Start like as if nobody's heard it. I want to know. Yeah. Like before, like beginning. how, like what, what was she like too? Like maybe some of that. Okay. Uh, Lauren was a nice girl. I mean, a really nice young woman. She was 42. Um, she did have some on things in her past. Um, her father sexually molested her um, multiple times um, from the ages of six to the time she was 14. Her mother passed away of cancer when she was only 12. Was she and raised so she in the really, uh, Yes, she was. Her dad was an elder. Okay. Oh, okay. And so, um, I think. And Danny, her her husband was also, um, his he was also raised Jehovah's Witness. Both of them were. And uh, I saw her... So, and they were both nice people, very nice people, nice family, okay. And I saw Lauren just the week before she came over. We had lunch, and we, we were just talking. And but I noticed there was something a little off about her that that I really wasn't able to deal with it at that time. Um, she was talking about the Holy Spirit, talking to her, and she still believed. The Jehovah's Witness witnesses and the way they they believed things. Um, she was out physically, but she was still in there mentally. Yeah. And she um, held on to those kinds of beliefs. Uh, I didn't realize just how strong they were until a week later. But she was talking about the Holy Spirit that Friday, and and I told her at one time. I said, Lauren, I said, you know, you know, I don't mind bashing the Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, and that kind of stuff, but I don't really feel comfortable talking like this, <laughs> you know, and I said, so kind was of... She try, was she trying to, like, preach to you about it? Yeah, she was kind of preaching, you know, I should listen to her because she has the Holy Spirit, that kind of thing. And at one point I asked her if she was hearing voices, and she denied that. And... I heard, I heard that they, the whole family. Plus, this is what I just heard. I've been, I watched a few videos on it. I don't know how mm-hmm. accurate, you know, these were. But I heard that they had, the whole family had been disfellowshipped, or, or no. uh, like five no. years ago. No, there no, was just, just her and her husband, her and Danny. Her and her husband, uh, and it was yeah. over education, higher education reasons for their family. Well, that was kids. that was a big thing. That was a very big thing to them, education. Um, was it the only thing? No. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly, you know, social things. But education was a big thing for them. And, so were they still Danny, trying to get back into the witnesses at this time? No, or? They, weren't, they weren't trying, no. They just, they just held on to certain beliefs. And one of the beliefs that Lauren held on to was that if you died on this side of Armageddon, 
you know, you'll be resurrected. And I didn't realize how deep that belief went until I saw the suicide note. Okay, so it wasn't How did you see the suicide note? How did I? Yeah. Was this a family member? The police showed you, didn't they? Yeah. I went to the... They I asked you help in the Right. I was talking with the detectives, and they called me in for an interview. Wow. Um, so the, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of information where... Uh, the, the shunning is being blamed for her actions, which I guess isn't all that accurate then. It, was, it wasn't so much the shunning if, if they had been disfellowshipped for five years and weren't trying to get back into the organization. Then it, it wasn't so much what, the shunning what are that you drove saying? her. Huh? What, are, what are you saying? I don't quite understand. No, I've heard, I've, I just heard that the reason for her actions was she was put the shunning by, you know, oh, yeah. of the congregation just pushed her to yes. these lengths or whatever. So I, I, well, from what yeah, I'm hearing, shunning, that's not so much the case. The if they were out for five years. The shunning behavior is a big part of it, a huge oh, it is. part of it. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter what it was. If you take away any, any of the reasons that could have, um, been the last straw, okay, whatever, whatever it might, maybe the dog peed on the carpet, okay, I'm just, just throwing that All out right. there. Um, when you have something going on in your life that's traumatic, and you haven't developed your social system, or it's been taken away, and you don't know how to go about getting that, it makes whatever you're going through a hundred times worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, uh, I, going on that right there, um, anybody who's listening or who uh, will be listening uh, to this show, if you have those feelings, you have those same feelings. Um, Julie, please uh, tell your uh, uh, your website again and how they can contact yeah. you. Sure. On for Jehovah, that's the number for Jehovah.org, or for witness.org, um, there's plenty of information. We also um, highlight some of the Facebook groups that are out there to just, you know, discuss on Facebook some of your issues. If you want to contact me, I'm listed under, under the ministry team, but so are others. So you can, you know, choose from several different testimonies, and if you feel kind of a connection, um, you know, it's really good to just have someone to confide in. And, um, yeah. That's why I'm just so tickled to talk, to be speaking with you ladies and, be, you know. Yeah. Well, thanks about. a lot. Yeah. I thought my voice was low enough that you knew I wasn't a lady. No, I mean, me too, but, you know, I mean, all the callers are ladies. That's what I mean. Yeah, and and that is comforting. You're right, and and you know, and that's a good point about the the ones that are listed under that ministry team. Because I mean, if you're a guy, you're probably going to want to talk to a guy, and if you're a lady, you probably want to talk to a lady. Absolutely. And then you get on Facebook groups. Wow, you meet so many people. (laughs) Yeah. When I when I was first leaving the witnesses last, oh, it was 31 years ago. And I had read Price of the Conscience, and I kept saying, oh, I've got to find this guy. I've got to find this Ray Slam. Who is he? You know? 
I'm, I must have called every Franz number in Georgia. Okay. So I knew he looked in Georgia. And finally, lo and behold, bingo, I got a hold of him. And he talked to me for about 15, 20 minutes. And wow. he said, you know, and he, he told me, he said, you know, you need to be with others who understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And he gave me um, a phone number of, a, of an ex-elder that was not so far from my area. And we got in, my husband and I got in touch with him. And there was a small group of us that seemed to just develop. Um, there was probably about maybe 20 of us, 15, 20. And that's, we, that's we, met, we met for about once a month, every three weeks or so, for the longest time. And then eventually, you know, we all went on our own separate ways. Um, but I'll never forget how important, and I, and I really want to say this, important it is that you develop some social circles as fast as you can. Exactly. Mm-hmm. i got to get on social media. I just have to break down and do it. That's, that's just well, it. if you can get on social <laughs> media, just go to facebook.com slash two guys and a mic. We're there. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Friend our page. Yeah. Um, but but the, see, there, there's a great point uh, to be said about this is uh, it's one thing to be in the religion. You know you're getting you don't know you're getting brainwashed, but you are being brainwashed that, uh, you know, the world, the people of the world, the worldly, you know, if you're on that side, you're not going to make it in life. You know, you're not going to have Jehovah's blessing, but once you leave, then they, you have that depression because you felt like you let Jehovah down. Um, you're not, now you're as good as dead. But people have to realize there's there's a golden rainbow out there on the other side of this religion. They are brainwashing you, and you have to contact somebody. Um, Right now, um, I think our our greatest value is uh, Julie for Jehovah would be a good one for any people who are Jehovah's Witnesses now who... uh, are listening that um, are going to leave the religion because they've done their own research or those who have that don't know where to turn, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to get rid of your depression, go to Julie for Jehovah.org. No, no, that's not a start site. Listening. That's not a site. <laughs> it's just www.forjehovah.org. It's not oh, Julie you for mean Jehovah. Julie's uh, website. Julie's website. Okay, there you go. April or anyone else who wants to email me, that is, Julie for witness number four, Julie for witness at yahoo.com. So, you know, that's okay. just out there if you want to contact me. But yeah, I can be found at um, www.forjehovah.org. So, and, and you see that Excellent. at the top of their banner, it's got a spot for testimonies. You pull that down, and there's several names, but you'll see mine up there, Julie McAllen. And so, I'm just one of many. There are thousands of, of people out there in discussion on Facebook, on groups off of Facebook. Uh, we used to run Meetup, but there's other, um, I would say Facebook is your number one place, so you're going to find all kinds, you just type in ex-witness and boom, you'll see a bunch of different groups, and, and then once you're in one group, you get recommended for another group, and there's all different kinds of groups. There's groups for atheist XJWs, there's groups for Christian XJWs, there's mixed groups where like, okay, we're all just about XJWs, where are you, you know? 
I'm sorry, it, what was that? We just don't want our listeners to feel that, you know, uh, just this show is as far as it goes, as far as helping uh, right. the ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. We want them to see that there are support There's groups and different... There's a army out there. It is yes. <laughs> Joyce and getting I are more in that group. Yep. every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that would be a good name for group. a website right there. Well, well um, uh, another thing... <laughs> You, you ladies should know about is uh, if uh, you heard of Leah Remini, she does a uh, show on Scientology and how they're they're uh, pretty much doing the same thing that Jehovah's Witnesses are doing. Yes, I started um, researching Scientology. Yes, it's very interesting. Well, uh, let me just uh, let you know that it was announced not too long ago that Leah Remini is thinking about doing a show on Jehovah's Witnesses. Is that a definite or is that just is that a, she's, was, she's just thinking about it. She's not, uh, it's not it's definite not right now, but yeah. I'm going to tell you, uh, Jason and I, we're on our third season of Two Guys and a Mic. We've done a lot of different subjects, politics, religion, uh, even Bigfoot. But this <laughs> oh, wow. has been, yeah, this has been, on that too. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the hot topic. It, we, we, constantly come back to the Jehovah's Witnesses. There's a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses out there and ex-Jehovah's Witnesses that want to talk. Yeah, and yeah. it's just been it's just been amazing. Because because Scientology is just getting so much attention. And how many how many members are there, you know, really compared to witnesses? It's really And they're all in California. I hear I hear, I hear the highest estimation is fifty thousand. And that's like high. Like high, high number with fifty thousand people compared to eight million. So with Scientology, is you have to already have a significant amount of money because it's a constant, you know, you know, go to this yeah. seminar, bing, uh, buy this book, bing. Where Jehovah's Witnesses, you can be poor and join. Right. You know, right. so I think Jehovah's Witnesses affects more of your, you know, standard people. That's why you have so many celebrities that, you know, are associated right. with um, Scientology. Because I remember when I read a book on it, I thought, my goodness, I couldn't be a Scientologist if I wanted to. I just don't right. have that kind yeah. of news. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you, let me tell you this, ladies. According to, Scien- according to Scientology, let me, tell me if you believe this. It says 75 million years ago, there was a planet that was populated by humans <laughs> much like the 1950s America. I'm afraid of Zenu. Was, what are you talking about? It was, it was right. It was ruled by a galactic overlord named Zenu. <laughs> now, before <laughs> Zenu could be overthrown, he froze everybody and stored them in boxes and sent them <laughs> to a prison planet named Tigakak, which is now called Earth. Sure. Okay, the boxes. Now, the boxes were dropped into volcanoes, and then they uh, <laughs> Zenu hit them with hydrogen bombs. Now, tell me what. What, what person in the right mind is going to believe this and say, you know what? I think this is a religion for me. me. Well, L. Ron <laughs> Hubbard started out as a science fiction writer. And right, so 19... where did his religion come from? I mean, that's yeah, sounds like a Twilight Zone. Hey, good story. But, I'm afraid Tom Cruise know. is going to see Star Wars and start uh, worshiping C-3PO <laughs> or something. <laughs> It's just they ridiculous. I mean, an, they, they actually made an agreement with Tom. It's not supposed to be because he's like the face of Scientology. So uh, David, David Miscavige, who, uh, you know, is the, you know, face, he's the owner, you know, the guy, David Miscavige, the one who runs, the, took over from when Hubbard died or whatever. He, um, 
uh, he doesn't want to lose Tom as a face of, of Scientology. Um, but that's why Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise broke up because Katie was protecting Surrey from this cult. And um, right. in that religion, they also have the shunning. So Tom was not permitted to speak or associate with his daughter. So the tabloids starting to notice, like, hey, we're, we haven't seen Tom and Surrey in a couple of years together. What's going on? So then rumors started that he's, he abandoned his daughter, his last three movies tanked, blah, blah, blah. So now he, I, you know, I think he was very staunchly supportive of Scientology, and I think he still is, but he's making, like, this deal to where um, they won't malign his name. You can see your daughter. Um, but, you know, they're making a, an exception because of how, you know, influential and rich he is. But typically... Well, celebrity status, yes. Right. You know, there's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of celebrities that are Jehovah's Witnesses or raised Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, mm -hmm. And those two are some celebrities that are trying to become Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, Jason, you've got a list... Uh, you no, were gonna talk. no, I had uh, it was a list of of people who are Scientologists. We have Greta Van Susteren, Edgar Winter, Priscilla Presley. Most most of them are are celebrities. Juliette Lewis. Yeah. Right, uh, Isaac Hayes, John Travolta, Kirstie yeah. Alley. And you 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 know about John Travolta's death of his son, right? Caused by it's the whole blood doctrine all over again. Jet, his right. son. He had, you know, uh, what do you call it? Oh, come on, you know, we have seizures sometimes. Lateen, and, oh, um, uh, epilepsy? Uh, epilepsy? Uh, I don't know. If it, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, it, whatever he had was viewed as a weakness in Scientology, mm -hmm. where all you just have to do more auditing. You have to just, he was viewed, not only did he have a mental problem or a physical problem, sorry, that's my cockatoo talking. Um, uh, he was looked down upon by his own father. So, like the pictures oh. that they showed of him in tabloids, they had a shave down his the fat under his neck. They had you know done these things. So imagine Jet seeing these pictures of himself being fixed up and his own father viewing mm -hmm. him as weak, um, and and being ill and being um, you know refused the med medication and attention that he needs. And so he died. Mm -hmm. Because they do not allow psycho psych psychological meds, so he was denied anti-seizure uh, medication, and he smashed his head in the bathtub on New Year's Eve. Well, forget what year it was, but that's why he died, because of these cult-like rules, you know, denying medical attention. Well, when you think about this, when you think about this, these different cults that are out there, Scientology, Jehovah's Witnesses, they're cults. Um, Satan is working amongst... Mormons, yes. Yeah, Satan is working amongst those uh, religions, as they call themselves. So the more the more lives that Satan can take, you know, it, it just... It, I can see what's going on. Jason, you got... Uh, now you got the celebrities, Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, you got uh, Prince... Michael Jackson, Serena Williams, the list goes on. I believe Selena. Do you ladies heard of Selena? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just like Venus and Selena. Yep. Yes, the singer. It, it yeah, the singer. It bothers me with that Prince died believing in that nonsense. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh no, kidding. No. I'm, in fact, my wife and I went to uh, the tour of Paisley Park, and uh, one of the uh, rooms in the tour. Uh, it was his office, and there's a bunch of 
uh, Jehovah's Witness books laying around. I'm like, ugh. You know? <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, the notorious B.I.G. was a Jehovah's Witness. Get out. Um, the, this, yep. Um, this gentleman who's trying to become a Jehovah's Witness is Terrence Howard. Um, he's in the movie um, Hustle and Flow. No. Uh, he he's on a he's on a, a, a show the light eyes. He's from Empire. Empire, Empire. that show Empire. Uh, Is somebody trying to yeah. get in? <laughs> oh yeah, we got another caller. Oh, we got another caller. Yeah. Yay! Oh, <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's the last one. Uh, this is from New Jersey again. We got yes. two, two from you New there. Jersey. First name, please. Hello. You can use a fake <laughs> name if you need to. <laughs> got a very bad connection. Bad connection. Yes, it's like a very bad connection. Okay. We can't. We can't hear you, sir, um, or ma'am. Um, so we're going to continue with our uh, uh, hang, hang up and try again. Anyway, we were talking about uh, Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard is from Empire. He's uh, He wants to become a Jehovah's Witness. Wow. Um, I think yeah. I, I saw an interview with him oh. saying that uh, – I think I saw an interview with him. Let me look up his face so I know it's the right person. Okay. But uh, if it's a person I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, he was interviewed about – um, be, uh, wanting to become a Jehovah's Witness, and he just—he was saying that he believes it, and that he's just—he's not ready. He's working towards it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep, that's him. Yep. Yeah. That's you know, Tom Brokaw. Working towards it. He knows it's the truth, and um, mm -hmm. he still has to make some changes and things. But he—that's that's, yeah, yeah. Wow. How about so he lives in guilt Tom? and fear every day. So. Yep. Tom Brokaw is the Jehovah's Witness. No. What? I'm right yeah, Tom Brokaw is the Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Come on. Get out of here. I got to yeah. look this stuff um, up later. <laughs> did you uh, ever watch the show American Pickers? Yeah. yeah. Anyone Anyone ever watch the show? Um, yeah, Danielle was raised a Jehovah's Witness. The girl on there. Well, so was Sherry from I The View. Yeah, Sherry. Yeah, she talks about being mm -hmm. in Bible study, you know, at the, at, you know, people's homes with um, mm -hmm. Michael mm -hmm. and, uh, and Janet. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised she's not more strong. I mean, I guess her position, she can't really, you know, be too, uh, voice her opinions if she has any negative ones towards the witnesses too strongly because of her, her position, I guess. But. Right. But uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you one, uh, one last question, ladies. Um, I, for some reason, we can't get that other caller through. Seems like he's sleeping. <laughs> it sounds like he's sleeping. I, I, mute, I muted it. So I, I don't know who Are that is, but it sounds like he's snoring. It's, yeah. Are we that boring? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Get your guitar out and, you know, sing a little right. bit. Yeah. Um, okay, one uh, one out. question I'm going to ask. Uh, now, we got Sharon, Joyce, Julie, and April still on the line. I'm going to ask each one of you one at a time to answer okay. this question for me. 
if you had somebody right now listening to this show, a uh, current Jehovah's Witness, mm. what can you say right now to convince them they need to get out? I want Sharon, you to answer that for me. Well, that would be toward my my adult son who is a Jehovah's Witness who hasn't spoken to me in a year. He's due to have his first child this month. And he called me up screaming at me saying that um, I was toxic. He hated me. He doesn't uh, want anything to do with me. He he doesn't, I'll never see this baby. And so my heart aches for him because I know all the lies he's been fed. And um, so what would I say to him? Oh, what would you say? I, I would or even, an, even a Jehovah's Witness listening right now. To be a free thinker. To do your own research. Go beyond the watchtower. Because when you do your research through the watchtower, you're only reading what they want you to believe. Doesn't mean it's the mm. truth. That's exactly. Joyce? Joyce? Yeah. Same, mm-hmm. same question to you. If there was a uh, Jehovah's Witness uh, coming on YouTube and they're looking for a show about Jehovah's Witnesses, they come on to this show listening. What could you say, Joyce, to that man or woman uh, to convince them to leave the organization? I don't think there's anything I can say in a sentence or two that would do that. But um, Okay, why don't you uh, describe how your life is since? How my life has been since? Since leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses. It's, it's been a wonderful ride, <laughs> let me tell you. When I think of all those years I sat, you know, in a kingdom hall three days a week, you know, that's a lot of time being wasted. Five hours but, a week, yeah. Yes, it is. And you think about what you can do at that time. Just think. Exactly. Julie? Really with what, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Julie? Well, what could you uh, say? Okay, well, first of all, the, the Jehovah's Witness who's listening is already on the fence because otherwise they wouldn't be listening. Um, but they might mm-hmm. be, and of course we have an easier time talking to somebody who has is in the place that we recognize we were in. And so I would say to that person that, while you were out knocking on doors, you probably used Matthew twenty four fourteen quite a bit, or at least understood why you were doing it, and you felt that you were preaching the good news of the kingdom um, that was to be the testimony before the end would come. And you know, I agree that you know I know I was very sincere in that. I'm going to speak to you, Jehovah's Witness, that you were probably doing a sincere work. You really felt you were doing this for God, it was the good news of the kingdom. In other words, it was good news, it was gospel. And what I like to come down to and question then is in the first chapter of Galatians, the Apostle Paul wrote a letter to first century Christians 
and said they had already heard the good news. They had already heard the gospel, but now they were paying attention to a different gospel. So I had to ask myself, and I ask you, Jehovah's Witness, how do you know what is the original gospel and what is the different, distorted, perverted gospel? Because one of us has got whatever this gospel is in the Bible, uh, we're, we're recognizing we're different because a Jehovah's Witness is very proud that they say they have the true gospel and everybody else is wrong. Well, then I would challenge you, look into the Bible, and I would love to have that discussion with you, which one of us is following the perverted gospel and which one of us is following the original gospel that the first century Christians received. Amen. Amen to that, Julie. April? Um, for me, I, I, would, I was going to say my dad because uh, I always admired his unbelievable patience and kindness. Uh, I always strive to be like him and put myself in other people's shoes and, and be patient and, and to wait before I – sometimes lately it's hard to do that because I just want to – bust out and talk about things, but um, I, I was going to say him, but I think he's too far gone, sadly. So I would say my brother. My brother, he's four years younger than me. He's, he's 31, and he's not yet baptized, but, and I hadn't spoken to him just because our family was never, never a family, even though we were witness, all like going to meetings and raised and, you know, whatever. We were really strangers. But we, we haven't right. spoken in maybe eight years, and I called on him because I had, to go, I had to go back to Jersey to get some dental work done. I hurt my back really bad, re-injured it, and I couldn't even drive back. So he drove me back just recently. So I got to speak to him just very briefly. I didn't want to push too hard. I just wanted to see where he was at. And I just asked him if he was planning on getting baptized, and he told me that he is. And, um, you know, he said he said it very meanly, and I, and you can't really blame him from what they feed you with the hall and everything. He's like, I, I'm mm. doing a favor for you, April, but I don't want to hear it. Do you understand me? He said it real stern. I was like, Aaron, I, it's not like I've ever given you some kind of lecture as a, in opposed to, to Joe's witness. I've never even, you know, I was just asking a question. That's all. He's like, yeah, but the tone, the tone you, you asked. I was like, I'm sorry. Mm. I was, it was just a question. And I would just beg, you know, I am so grateful that I was not, you know, influence to get baptized. Um, mm -hmm. So grateful I wasn't. And I just really hope that he doesn't, that he does some research before he does, makes that step because it's, you can't go back, you know? He, Very good he, point. He, he Very wakes, good point. He wakes, he, yeah, he gets baptized next year, whatever, and then he wakes up. Then, you know, all his, his childhood friends that he's still friends with, that he's roommates with, my parents, everyone, aunts, uncles, all, you know, gone. And, and for what? So I just really would love it if he would do some research. Mm -hmm. Excellent yeah. point. That, that's what I would, we would I would like say, all look of up the Scientology listeners. Because it's very, like, it's not confrontational. It's somebody else. It might convince a Jehovah's Witness to see this. I don't know. Zenu is looking pretty good. <laughs> that's a good point about looking at other cults, though, because when I... Um, you know, I was 100% dedicated Jehovah's Witness, and then I began to question. Of course, I, I could not look at a memoir by an ex-witness. Oh, that just scared me. You know, that's a apostate. But the first that, book yeah, that I read, and I was nervous even reading this, but I found it in the library, 
and nervously checked it out because of the title. It said Crazy for God, and I thought, oh, God, that's how I feel. I feel like this God, <laughs> Jehovah, that I'm working with. It's making me crazy, and what it was was it was the memoir of an ex-Mooney, and I, and I justified it. I thought, well, you know, I'm still going out in service. Just in case I ever, you know, bump into a Mooney, I should know a little bit about their beliefs, you know, so I can witness to them. You know, I had to justify it. And um, <laughs> that was a good thing because it's like even though the doctrine was completely different. So, you know, at the same time I'm reading it going like, oh, well, that's because they don't know, you know, the, the truth that I know. But I saw like, oh, my gosh, the indoctrination just seems so similar, you know, and the, the fear that was in the paranoia that was, you know, Satan was everywhere and, you know, isolating you from everybody else and I only the group. Them, yeah. I felt the similarity. And I went on from there and I read memoirs of ex-Mormons, ex-Moonies, ex-Amish, um, you know, everything but the ex-witnesses. And I saw the similarities. <laughs> I saw religious indoctrination and how it worked. And that strengthened me. So I say to, like, if somebody writes to me and they say they have this relative and there's no way that they won't listen to them, you know, they won't read apostate material. I said, well, then you've got to take another route. Say, you know, you were talking to a Mormon today. What do you think of that? And, you know, kind of bring in this other religion and uh, see if they'll kind of relate to some of the things. It's a completely different religion, but they'll find the similarities. Yeah. Exactly. Well, ladies, we're going to... Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ladies, we're going to be wrapping this up. Uh, um, first, we want to thank Sharon from Maryland, Joyce from Michigan, uh, Julie from Wisconsin, and April from uh, New Jersey. That's right. Julie, we're in Wisconsin, well, too. PA, so. but yeah. Well, we're yeah, Green Bay Packers fans. Yeah. <laughs> That's Hey, Green Bay Packer fans, you can't say that as a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> but if you like to, if you could su subscribe to our channel and go to our Facebook, uh, it's I'm already it's not two guys in a mic. Subscribed and belled. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you got uh, I mean, next week, we're going to be talking. Uh, we're going to do another show. We, we're trying to do it every Sunday at three. Okay. And the next one's going to be the next one's going to be about are women equal to men? Because I know we've had a lot of I, I've seen a lot of. Uh, stuff on feminism and, and everything and i don't know it just it seems like a topic that people i just I'm want to get into discuss my yeah. husband if i can do that <laughs> <laughs> like i said every every sunday at three o'clock so I, and we'll set reminders and everything i want to do a shout out to mango bango he was trying to get on the show today um that was me I think we should... that was me that's oh me. you're oh that's yeah, you that's me. i oh, didn't know how to okay. do it so I just went to the channel and I thought, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't, I'm new to this stuff. So, but then oh, I got your yeah, message well, on there and then I called in. Right. Well, save that number because it's it's going to be it's permanent. So. Okay. And uh, I think it. we should uh, sometime in the near future probably do another show on Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, sure. uh, you ladies are all welcome back, and Thank bring you. friends. And we, we uh, can we can have up to ten people on the call. So yeah, and oh, Sharon, oh. Um, if yeah. if we do do another show, Sharon, you got to bring dessert, and uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Julie, no you got you got to make sandwiches. <laughs> what do you think of that, Sharon? Me making sandwiches. She she likes my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. can I ask you guys real quick? Um, yep. Uh, you guys are Dan, and what's the other guy's name? Jason. I'm Jason, and I'm Dan. Jason. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and Jason, you you're the um 
you're an atheist is that correct okay correct okay if you want to see if you want to see what i look like if you want to see what i look like just go to Jameis unplugged just look it up it's the only one on google I, I I play I play guitar acoustic guitar on the weekends. Oh, cool! Yeah, he. How, how do you spell Jameis? J A M U S. Jameis unplugged, all one word. I'm the only one on Google. Okay. And uh, he he won't be having an atheist uh, church service because what do you do? Just sit there and say nothing, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, because well, I'm not I'll... a Christian, I I, I could use my Sundays for something else. Okay. <laughs> for playing guitar. Was, there you go. I I was raised by a Jehovah's no I'm not really. This is a joke. I was raised by a Jehovah's Witness uh mother and my father was an atheist and I found myself knocking on doors for no apparent reason. <laughs> no apparent reason. Yeah. <laughs> well uh, I think good. we're gonna wrap this up, ladies. Right. Thank you very much. Thanks so You're much welcome. for doing this guy. Thank you. It's very therapeutic. Like I said, if if you want to be on the show next week about a women equal to men, just like I said, Sunday at three, just call in. We're going to be on. I'll set my alarm again like I did this time. All right. right. Yes, we'll set up. Okay. Ladies, have a good evening. Bye. Bye. Well, that was an interesting uh, uh, show. Very, very good. Very good. Very wonderful. Very wonderful. Yes. So. I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. And this is Two Guys in a Mic. You take care of yourselves, all you homo sapiens out there. And uh, we will see you Sunday at 3 o'clock when uh, we're going to be go- doing Are Women Equal to Men? And I would really like some feminists to come on this show because I want to hear their point of view. Exactly. And we're going to set reminders and everything on YouTube. So thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.